0: Well, the ice sheets in Greenland and Antarctica have been melting at an alarming rate in recent years, resulting in rising sea levels that have started threatening low-lying areas uh, across the world. We've already seen large swaths of land being washed into the seas, and even entire islands in the Pacific disappear underwater, so... To find out more about these uh, certainly worrisome developments, we're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Cambridge, ocean physics professor Peter Wadhams. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Professor. Uh, The current rate of climate change and rising sea levels, uh, is it possible that uh, we could actually see islands like the Maldives and the Marshall Islands uh, submerged completely within our lifetimes unless something can be done to sort of change the tide? Uh, yes, that is possible. Um,
1: what's happening is that the uh, present rate of sea level rise uh, is due to two things. One is that the, water, the, the oceans getting warmer, and so the water's getting less dense, and the ocean standing higher. Uh, the other thing is that the uh, ice on the Greenland ice cap is melting at an increased rate. And that's putting ice into the ocean from from land, and that's also causing sea level rise. So we uh, we at the moment we we think that uh, the the rise during this century would be between sixty and ninety centimeters. That's what the the uh, international body, uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, uh, reckons. But Mo- many scientists think that this is an underestimate mm. because the ice on Greenland is melting at an accelerating rate because of the uh, of uh, global warming uh, causing the, the, the ice to, to melt faster than expected. And that would give us uh, quite possibly more than a metre of sea level rise this century, uh, maybe quite a lot more than a metre, and that would, would really uh, inundate a lot of low-lying areas
0: now we have to remember some of these islands are inhabited and uh, uh, there's major concern for the residents there that uh, their island may completely disappear but even now they're going through hardships aren't they uh, uh, one of the side effects of all this is they are suffering through some very extreme weather conditions right uh yes
1: there's uh, well again there are two things going on one is that um Even before the islands disappear, with with sea level being higher, it means that there's an increased frequency of flooding events. And this is not only happening to low-lying islands, but to whole coastlines like the Coastline of, of Bangladesh in the Bay of Bengal um, is uh, suffering more frequent floods because, uh, as sea level rises, the, the uh, if if you don't increase the height of flood protection, then you're going to get more frequent uh, flooding events with which it can be disastrous.
0: We know that most serious policymakers and serious politicians do attribute man-made effects to all of this, although unfortunately in the United States there is, uh, I guess, a contingent of the uh, the conservative side that denies that uh, all of these uh, changes that were experienced are indeed man-made. It, it, as a scientist, in your view, uh, is the evidence pretty much overwhelming?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. It, it, it's the evidence that of the link between... Um, global warming which is itself man-made and sea level rise that that's that's completely well established and and uh, I don't
0: think it's possible to to deny it rationally mm. we've asked this to uh, various experts in the past and uh, we've gotten varying uh, responses as to whether this is something that is irreversible have we passed the tipping point or is there some way if there was massive political will, economic will to to try and change these trends, um, whether these things can be reversed. What are your views? Uh,
1: Well, reversal is very difficult. I mean, uh, I've I've just uh, uh, published a book called uh, Farewell to Ice, which discusses all of this and says, well, in the we, we can in the end reverse climate change, but only with by some huge effort to design a way of taking carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere directly. The cause of climate change is the main cause is the increase in carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere. And we're, we're increasing those levels by emitting carbon dioxide from all of our activities that involve fossil fuel burning. And although all the nations of the world have agreed to, to reduce their emissions in this Paris Agreement, that it's not going to be enough because carbon dioxide stays in the atmosphere for such a long period—more than a hundred years. Uh, everything we do increases the level, uh, so there isn't—it isn't really feasible to bring down the level in the atmosphere. We can bring mm. down the level of emissions, but we can't bring down the level in the atmosphere. So we'll have—we have to think very, very strongly about. Uh, finding ways of actually taking it out of the atmosphere directly by some technical method uh, of, of um, t- removing carbon dioxide from the air. Um, many many methods have been proposed, and, and actually some have been developed, but not enough money is being spent mm-hmm. on this, um, and there isn't a method that's been developed that's economically viable. If we could do that, if we could take, take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere directly, that would short-circuit climate change and we could we could go back uh, to to the climate that we that we had in recent years i'm not sure that we could go back uh, in terms of sea level that's something that tends to go in one direction only mm. once the ice is melted it's melted and and uh, we we have to suffer the consequences so we, we can we can bring the climate back uh, if we if we really spend enough money on designing uh, uh, on finding a method to take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere, but we can't really go back on, on um, sea level rise. We can maybe slow it down, but we can't reverse it.
0: What are then some of the uh, the dire scenarios we face? Obviously, uh, we are saying even if the Paris Accord doesn't go far enough, uh, it does not mean that uh, leaders around the world shouldn't make those efforts and, uh, and also uh, try to develop that technology that you just mentioned to remove the carbon uh, dioxide from the air. But uh, if, if we're just staying at this current pace, uh, what's the worst case scenario for us as human beings living on planet Earth?
1: Well um if if we if we continue with kind of business as usual uh things will get increasingly difficult and and they are they becoming difficult in in a kind of accelerating rate so that for a while it will look as if not that much is happening which is what at the moment is going on we we're seeing uh, this increased um ex- weather extremes which themselves seem to be related to the disappearance of ice from the arctic which is causing the jet stream to change shape and and alter the zones of 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 climate in the world so we, we get unusually hot or unusually cold conditions around the northern hemisphere uh, that will get worse and will become built in really that mm. the the regime of, of extremes they won't be extremes anymore that will become the norm uh, and that will of course cause a huge amount of disruption right. uh, to food production as well as other things that will start to see that biting um in the next few years uh will uh, warming will continue um sea level rise right. will start to accelerate so, those everything will get worse at an, ac- an accelerating rate so in 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 about 20 or 30 years we'll we'll start to see a world that's that's distinctly nastier than, than the one we're mm. in now uh, if, if we don't really take very, very
0: vigorous action. Well, some uh, very sober uh, projections indeed. We're going to have to leave it there. Professor Wadhams, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time.
1: Okay, thank you. Pleasure.